I'm sales team turnaround specialist, Jeremy DeMerchant. And each week I bring sales leaders like you, experts and insights that will help you level up your leadership, motivate like a master, and ultimately crush your comp plan. If it's time to raise the bar on your team's performance, then it's time for Sales Team Rescue. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Sales Team Rescue, episode number 34. Um, I am your host, Jeremy DeMerchant. And if this is your first time visiting the show, let me tell you, we've got lots of fun in store. Uh, So Sales Team Rescue is the show to watch or listen to if you want to add big dollars to your bottom line through your sales team. That's the bottom line. And today, I want to talk about a very specific topic. And that topic is how do we coach our teams? So all the sales leaders out there, okay, I'm talking primarily to people that have uh, larger teams, but this message is the same if you are a solopreneur um, and you've got, I guess if you've got a sales rep, you're not a solopreneur. But if you're a small business owner and you've got a single sales rep, what I'm about to share is bang on applicable for your situation. Okay. So one of the biggest challenges that we have when we have sales reps, have sales teams, um, if you're in a position where it's your company, there's often a feeling where this person is not going to give the leads, uh, the opportunities, the prospects, the same level of attention and care that you would because they don't own the company you do. Now, luckily, there's a little bit of a disconnect with that challenge if Um, You're a manager or a VP of sales running a sales team um, because you don't have that same emotional attachment. And so that's an advantage because inevitably, inevitably what will happen is when you start bringing on your team, at first your results, if you've been doing your sales yourself, your results will probably drop a little bit while they get ramped up. And that's okay. That's normal. But once things get rolling, I want to talk about how we can keep them rolling, keep optimizing performance and keep your sales reps in a place where they want to do what's right by the clients, by their prospects, um, by you, by the company. And they're really giving it all their heart and soul to do what's right uh, for everybody involved. And so I want to talk specifically about coaching. And from the perspective of a sales leader, of an owner that has a team, how do we do that coaching in a way that is supportive, right? You want your team to feel supported, As soon as you create an environment where um, if you step outside the line, if you try to solve something on your own and it's not the right solution and you get penalized, it creates a very tough environment for trust. But if you've ever read the book, um, Patrick Lencioni's The Five Dysfunctions of a Team, uh, do I have it here? No. Okay. Um, It's an amazing book. One of the few books that I've read cover to cover multiple times Um, and the foundation of the, the structure is trust. So you need to build this trust. You need to build this relationship. And one key piece that I want to bring up is if you're someone that just tends to be more blunt, I get that. There's people out there um, and you're coming from a place of, of love and support and you want people to better get better. And I get that. And it doesn't matter because if you haven't created an environment where your team members will receive it in the same way that you actually intend it, it can come across as aggressive. It can come across as condescending. It can come across as dismissive. 
And now I'm the type of guy, um, I've evolved over the years, but I've always been a little extra sensitive to criticism. And it's been a struggle from an entrepreneurial perspective. Lots of challenges come up there. And so I truly understand from the perspective of a sales rep, if you're trying really, really hard and it just feels like nothing you do is good enough, you're going to get exhausted. You're going to get drained. You're going to get burned out. So as sales leaders, we need to create this environment where it's okay for people to step a little outside the line and it's okay to own their mistakes because the last thing you want is your team hiding things from you that are vital to the success of the company because they don't want to get a slap on the hand. All right. So first of all, we want to create that, that environment where, where it's safe. Um, it's okay to make mistakes. There's not much that can't be undone, right? Like if you've got someone on the team who makes a sale and they misspoke and ended up promising something that wasn't the case or whatever, you can have a conversation with the client. Worst case, you have to refund the sale. Like that's the worst in most cases, right? Um, so make it okay for them to, to sort some things out on their own because it's going to make your life a lot easier. Um, now, when you're going through calls, now everybody should be recording their calls. Disclaimer, abide by the laws that are in your country, province, state, whatever, um, in regards to the legalities around recording someone someone's conversation. If you need to let them know in advance, let them know. If they need to opt in, just do it. Check your laws. I'm not a lawyer, and I'll never be a lawyer. So that's on you to validate. But do what you need to do to make it good for you, make it okay for you, make it legal for you, to record calls from your clients. Even if it's sticking an annoying recording at the first saying, uh, thank you for calling Sales Team Rescue. For quality assurance, your call may be recorded. If you don't approve of this recording, uh, please hang up now or something like that, okay? Um, most services, and I won't get into technology here, but most services will have something where you can turn it on to, to give the disclaimer or whatever. Um, but that aside, you want to be recording calls because it's one of the only ways, I think it's the only way, you're truly going to get an honest, unbiased picture of what's happening in these conversations. So even if you're sitting next to a rep um, and you're listening to the call, they know you're there. I was always the best when somebody was listening to me because I was at a higher level. I was, well, I was showing off, right? And the good reps will also do that, right? If they're connecting with somebody to show them how it's done, they'll do better. They'll push themselves further. They'll be sharper. They'll be more clever, right? But I didn't play at that level all the time. And so if... Um, you know, if you caught me in a normal recording, like I, I was fairly consistent, but there was still this space that I could have gone further um, on the average everyday call, let's say. And there's a good chance your team's like that, right? So the the evaluation you're giving when you're standing beside someone versus what you can do from a recorded call is completely different, potentially. And so when you listen to that recording, now my approach is this, and uh, I've been with some companies who actually encourage reps to listen to each other's calls and give each other feedback. Um, I'm going to call that an extra for experts. Uh, if your team is really advanced and they all understand how to effectively give feedback and there's a lot of trust and they can, uh, they can provide that supportive environment and everybody knows that everybody just wants everyone else to get better. Okay. It can be tough if it's a competitive environment, right? Um, and sometimes uh, the joking around can, uh, you know, be a cover for, uh, you know, jabs and things like that. So just be really careful about that. I, I don't encourage 
um, the average team to default to having their sales reps uh, listening to and critiquing each other's calls because uh, there's just there's just not what they're trained to do. So don't add something to their plate that can be so vital to the performance of the other reps. Okay. Um, so have someone that listens to them. Now it's going to end up being the manager. Okay. If you're the sales leader, your sales manager, it's got to be you. You're the person. Um, if your company is at the level where you've got a quality assurance department, awesome. Right. Cause listening to calls is one of the most time consuming things you can do, but it's also the most powerful. And so what I tend to do, especially if um, I'm, I'm with a new team or I'm trying something new or I've got a new rep on the team. Um, first I'll listen to the call by myself and get a feel for the person's energy, get a feel for how they speak, get a feel for the areas that they're challenged in. And then I'll think about how I want to present it. And then I'm not just going to sit down there with a piece of paper and say, this is what you did well, this is what you could improve on, right? Uh, I will actually ask them to come in and listen to the call again with me. So my time-wise, it's taking me twice as long because I'm listening to the call twice. Normally, it's just that first call, though. Um, and what happens is, as we go through it, I can stop the call if there was a clear spot where they lost control of the call or uh, there was a missed opportunity. And I can pause and say, you know what happened there? And, and tone is so important, guys. When you're coaching somebody, tone is so vital. Because I can say, what happened there? And it can have very minimal emotion behind it. But if I can be like, what happened there? And that little tonality change in my voice changes the entire message and how it's going to be received. So you want to be really, really aware of that. To effectively coach people, guys, you need a high level of an emotional of an emotional intelligence. And if you're not there yet, work on it. Develop that. It will make such a huge difference in your career dealing with people. Um, and that one piece, taking the time to understand where somebody's at and modifying your response to match it or uh, to be more appropriate to where they're at is going to be huge. So focus on that. Focus on listening to them listening to their tonality, listening to um, how they approach things. Every rep on your team is going to have a different personality. And so keep that in mind when you're approaching them. Okay, there's certain things that you're absolutely just going to need to discuss in a one-on-one -on -one environment, and it it's not appropriate for a group environment. And that's another way to build trust. If people win, people do well, give them the shout-out in front of the group. Okay, and this is kind of management 101. Um, but give them all the credit in the world in front of everybody else. In fact, when the team as a whole does well, here's an extra for experts on leadership. Give them the credit. Don't take it yourself. When the team messes up, own the blame as the sales leader, as the manager, as the VP. Okay. That shows, that shows the team that they can trust you. That you're not going to throw them under the bus whenever something goes sideways. Okay, they want to be able to be open. They want to be able to share. Um, and they're going to buy into your vision. So if you can connect with them and get to know what their goals are, what their personal goals are, and see how they align with the goals of the business, then it's easier to, to help nudge someone along, to inspire someone to go further, to get them to work those extra hours or make that extra dial. Because they'll do it for you. Guys, I've been in situations where um, I've worked at companies that had a, cash flow issue 
And I've had reps stick with me, not being paid for weeks, even months. And it was because they bought into the vision of the company, right? They were confident that everything was going to be fine. And they trusted me. And that's the piece that I want to start developing or help sales leaders develop is how can you create that trust? You can be the leader that comes down and says, this is how it's going to be. Um, my way or the highway, get your act together. And you can be very aggressive and that can work. You can lead by fear. That's I'm not going to say that's awesome because it's not, but you can do it and it will get results in the short term, but it will not breed confidence in a long-term team. But if you get to know people, if you understand what their goals are, and then when something happens like a family member sick, um, you know, someone's you know, family member just had a child, whatever. And you can, you know, put yourself in their shoes and say, you know, what? yeah, let's, let's figure out a way that we can get you some time off to go do that and do it within the, the, you know, the scope of the business. But, um, but they'll appreciate that. And then when you need to go ask them to push a little further, push a little harder, work those extra hours, come in on a weekend, right? You've got a, a big promo going on and you need people to work through a holiday weekend. They'll do it. Okay, if and it comes down very simply to this. If they know that you've got them, they'll get you. Okay, you get their back, they'll get yours in most cases. Okay. So that's, that's what I want to drive home. That's the key piece here. How do you build that trust, that relationship? And in coaching conversations is the perfect place to test that out because You've got to identify areas where somebody did not do what you wanted them to do or did not do as well as they could have. And you get to present that as an opportunity. And so I would encourage every one of you sales leaders that are watching this, pay attention to how you hold these meetings, how you have these, uh, these coaching calls or these coaching conversations, how you're giving this feedback. Are you going through going, well, um, you know what? You were way too slow. The person lost interest. Uh, they gave you a huge opportunity here and you just totally missed it. Um, or are you saying, look, the call uh, went really well in a lot of places. There's a couple pieces I want to talk about, though. Um, there's a spot here that I noticed uh, that the, the prospect kind of took over. Um, and it feels like you, you kind of lost control there and didn't really get it back. Is Am I reading that right? And if you're sincere and uh, you know you're being vulnerable with them, they'll they'll normally meet you halfway. So all it is is that trust. Understand where they're at. Understand where they're coming from. And it opens up a lot of opportunity to have tougher conversations without it having to be too terribly uncomfortable. Okay, guys. So that's it for today. Focus on those conversations, those coaching conversations. And how you give feedback to your reps, how you give feedback to even your colleagues even. It's the same thing, right? You need to have this base level of trust. And the book that I mentioned is The Five Dysfunctions of a Team by Patrick Lencioni. Amazing book. Um, but you need that foundation of trust. And you only build that by taking the time to understand where the other person is at. Where is your sales team coming from? And you don't have to agree with everything that they do. right? If there's something... Um, you know, they want time off for something and they give you no notice. You can say, I can't. No. Um, I, I once 
had to let a rep quit. Basically, she said, "I need to take this vacation. It's going to save my relationship." And she just came back from a vacation and maxed out what she had. And this is in the corporate world. And I couldn't do it. She said, well, what if I just quit? Then you just quit. Because if I give in to somebody who's trying to bully because she's a good salesperson, it doesn't send the right message to the rest of the team, right? Your role as a sales leader is to protect the culture of the team. And that way you've got people that start pushing each other. You've got people that are, that are competing um, in, in a fun way. Who's going to get the most dials? Who's going to get the most sales? Who's going to get whatever, right? If you can, if you can create this environment of trust between you and your team, then it allows you to have tougher conversations a lot easier and it allows you to ask for more when you need it and get it. Okay, guys, so emotional intelligence is huge in leadership. Um, Lots of great books on it. Uh, Check them out. I don't have any particular one in mind right now, but read up on emotional intelligence because it'll make you a better leader and understand where people are at. And when it comes to the coaching um, especially feedback on, uh, for sales reps, as they get to know your style, as they get to trust you, you don't even need to listen to the calls in advance. Just be like, hey, uh, Jimmy or whatever, uh, you know, let's go and we're going to go listen to one of your calls. Great. And then you just go in blind and listen to the call. And if there's a place where he messes up, pause it and say what happened there and let him tell you. Um, I found in almost every case when I was able to do this with the team, each of these reps would start coaching themselves. And then you put them in a situation where they can listen to their own calls, right? So they're sitting back, they're scheduling time each week to evaluate one or two calls. They're coaching themselves, but they need to know that it's okay to not be perfect every time. Cause guess what? They're never going to be perfect because you're not perfect. And they need, it needs to be okay for them to, to correct what they're doing. Right. They, In order to make a change, you need to acknowledge that there was something needing to be changed. So you got to make it safe for that. So give your team the best chance of success. Give them the space to figure some things out on their own, right? Let Let it be okay to make mistakes. And be open, honest, and understand where they're coming from. And it will create an environment of trust, an environment of peak performance. And it'll allow you to push the bar higher than you can ever imagine because people will go further for people that they trust. Okay, guys, thanks so much. This was episode 34 of Sales Team Rescue. Again, I'm your host, Jeremy DeMerchant. And if you want to check out the replay of this or the replay of past episodes, go to salesteamrescue.com. And if you want to add some serious dollars to your bottom line over the next 12 months, Go to salesteamrescue.com and book a sales team blueprinting session with yours truly. And we'll map it out, take a look at your system and see what we can do to ramp up that bottom line. All right, guys, we'll see you next Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Sales Team Rescue here on Headspace TV. Cheers. Thanks for joining me. Let's keep the conversation going. 
You can find more episodes and a link to join our online community over at salesteamrescue.com. If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe and give the show a review to help us reach more sales leaders like you. If you'd like our support in creating your own high-performance sales team, book a call with us at salesteamrescue.com. We'll be right back.